Hello and welcome to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your host, Patrick Polk, and you are joining in for a special playoff seating analysis with none other than remotely recording special guest, underdog story of the year, Nick Spear. Nick, say hello. Hello, everybody. How's it going, my friend? The nice dulcet baritones of my voice right now because I'm in the, well, I want to say the tail end of a cold, but I actually think it's probably right in the middle. So it sounds extra sultry. You're welcome. It is sultry. Sultry is the decision, is the word for sure. Yeah, definitely sultry. So uh, we're recording this Wednesday night. I will try and get it out quickly so that uh, there's still a little bit of excitement about who makes the playoffs by the time people can listen to it. Uh, so Fair enough. In that spirit, the shorter this episode is, the more likely it is that I will get it out quickly. So I think we should not dawdle. We should not have fun. We should only just march solemnly and studiously through analysis and and not make any jokes or have any fun. Does that sound good to you, Nick? That sounds excellent. I didn't want to do a wee banter anyway. Good, good. Um, so... This is one of the episodes that makes absolutely no sense for anyone to be interested in uh, who is not in our league. So really <laughs> capping this at a, at a potentially nine-person audience, which is really my favorite thing to do. Uh, <laughs> it is awesome. The, whatever person in what, like Bangladesh that uh, listens to this podcast is going to be very disappointed. I know. I know. I, I, uh, yeah, we had an ep- the episode with about the scary movies. Um, there are a lot of international listeners that I'm 100% sure were bots, and I have no idea why bots are interested in my podcast, but uh, they were. And uh, greetings in every in your native tongue, whatever language that may be. So, my friend, uh, things are pretty crazy in our league, um, as right. you are likely aware. Go ahead. Right. I was confirming that I agree. Yeah. So the top four teams, there are six teams that make the playoff in our 10-person league because I made the rules very generous. Uh, the top four teams are set, and then the bottom six teams, any of them can make the playoffs, although there's an asterisk there because admittedly Gary is unlikely to make the playoffs because he is uh, well behind in the tiebreaker total points scored. So really it's Jen, then me, then you, then Megan Murphy, then Abby Saul. Those are the uh, five people competing for the last two playoff spots in that order in the rankings currently. And uh, I would say that essentially both you and me, uh, if I were to toot my own horn, which I will do constantly this episode, uh, we really had to try real hard and finish strongly to even have a chance to be here. Uh, I'm on a four-game winning streak, which brings me up to a whopping total of five wins. Uh, and you are on a two-game winning streak, which brought you up to four wins. So we have really turned on the Jets at the end of the season. And more importantly, uh, Megan Murphy's on a four-game losing streak. Abby Saul's on a four-game losing streak. Gary's on a two-game losing streak. And Jen's on a three-game losing streak, really helping us out as we climb those charts, trying to get into the playoffs just barely. And uh, importantly, whoever squeaks into uh, sixth place in our league will have to go against the buzzsaw of your wife, Meg Collins, who by far has scored the most points this season uh, because she will be the highest, most likely she will be the highest uh, non-playoff buy team unless some crazy things happen, which we will also discuss. Um, But it 
pretty much whoever gets in sixth place probably will get destroyed by Meg in the first round, and it'll all be for nothing, but you'll just feel good about it. How do you feel? It is it is funny that the circumstances for at least us two are really aligning it so that to less into the playoffs, but then the circumstances once there are horrific. So yeah, it's 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 just an honor to get nominated. Yeah, exactly. So as a as a recap of the standings, we've uh we've got Annalisa back at the top where she was the first few seasons of of Fancy, uh, ten and two, very impressive record. Uh, the third most points scored in the league, doing very well. She's on an eight-game winning streak, ten and two, very good. Casey Johnson just below her, nine and three, sole possession of second place right now, and kind of uh, upper middle in points scored. Um, Meg Collins has scored more. Annalisa scored more. Uh, Alex has scored more, and you are just a few points behind him, and Jen is just a few points behind him. Uh, but he, he right. is so nine he's and three. Fourth. Yeah, fourth place in points, but essentially a tie with um, Annalisa for the same amount of points. Are off by two over the what twelve games? That's nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really it, there's a steep uh, fall off after Jen at six. Then it becomes a have and have not sort of situation. It's true. Uh, then we have Meg Collins who is the most points in the league, and I would have to uh, check with our league statistician, Jen Murphy, and see if she's still on pace to set the league record for points in the regular season. I must, I imagine she must be because she had a really good week last week again. So I, I believe Jen said she needed to do about 100 points a week uh, from whatever point she gave that update, and I'm pretty sure she's done that. So she's uh, blazing hot, 1366 on the season, but only in third place because she's 8-4. and four. And then Alex is seven and five, uh, sole possession of fourth, and uh, two games ahead of next place, which is Jen. So again, the top four is uh, rock solid and very close in points, except for Meg Collins has a pretty good uh, leg up on that. Then we have Jen uh, at twelve fifty six, and then we have me at five and seven, the same record as Jen, but uh, over a hundred points less than Jen on the season. So. <laughs> I am undeserving, uh, and that's fine with me. I would say I'm prob- probably undeserving because I turned it on in the end. I had some totally respectable games at the end, and I would say that my current team is the respectable portion of my season, and I had some hiccups earlier on. So my overall point score does not truly represent the quality of my team as we round into the finish, uh, but that's just me being optimistic. And then we have you just currently outside of the playoffs, but right up in the thick of it as far as points scored. Uh, Importantly for this playoff seeding preview, only a five-point lead, actually 4.9-point lead on Jen and total points scored, which could be very important on whether or not you make the playoffs. Uh, But you're a game behind me and Jen as far as wins uh, at four and eight. And then again, as I said earlier, Meg Murphy, who has a 20-point lead on me, and points, and then Abby, who's thirty points behind me, and then Gary, who's well behind everyone. And sorry, Gary. Uh, so that's that's where we're at. Uh, but there's a just a ton of teams that are either five and seven or four and eight, which really makes the last week very exciting. How's your confidence level going into the last week, Nick? Well, you know, I was feeling strong um, until my recent acquisition from you, by the way, Leonard Fournette. He came back after his um, his sore hamstring, and he was rattling up uh, like four or five touchdowns in over three weeks. 
Then he decides to go along with Mike Tyson and start trying to crack fools, which never fully made sense to me why you try to punch someone in the face when they're wearing a helmet. It, but it doesn't seem like a good idea, no. Doesn't seem like a good idea. Got himself a little suspended, so that's no good. This isn't um, an important week for you, a, is it? No, no, not at all. Just only make your break in the season, really. Um, combined with that with the fact that James Conner, my other running back, has kind of been limping along recently, and Elshon Jeffrey, the once and future Chicago Bear, who couldn't stay healthy himself, is also been limping along. I don't feel strong going into this final matchup. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I will posit that James Conner has been like an amazing like bonus for the entire season. And so the fact that he's like merely like an RB2 or flex now instead of like a top five running back is just like you had your cake and icing and now you have just like slightly less icing at the end of the season. Whereas it was expected for him to be completely benched by now because everyone assumed Le'Veon Bell would be coming back. So I'm sorry, I'm crying your river that James Conner is not quite as awesome right now. But it it was just a super amazing bonus until two weeks ago, essentially. You were right, and think of how ridiculous that would be because my team is just barely good now. Only has four wins on the season, and I needed to win the last two to even get to that point. So my bonus with James Conner got me nothing. But now when my team is actually something decent, they get me nothing again. So this could be completely superfluous of like having this great pickup of James Conner. It could. It might not work out for you. I I still think you also have TJ Yeldon, the backup for Leonard Fournette. So you're going to get the Jacksonville running back production regardless of who actually plays. I know he – I didn't hear I, – I know he was challenging the suspension today. I assume because it still lists him as suspended that it did not go well. Um, but I didn't know if that's final or not. But either way, you have Yeldon or Fournette, so that should be okay. And you have James Conner. Uh, and then importantly, you have Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. So your RB1, RB2, wide receiver one, wide receiver two is pretty sweet uh, when when everything is going. And that's why you scored a lot of points. But unfortunately, again, you are trying to sneak into the playoffs right now. Right. And I'm going to need, just for, you know, for my own personal sake, I'm going to need you and Jen to lose. But I really just need one of those two things to happen. That being said, you should both lose just for good measure. Well, Let's get into it, man. Let's start with you because you are one of the more interesting cases. I would argue, obviously, if I lose and you win, you're in good shape. Uh, if if Jen loses and we, you and I both win, you also only have a five-point lead on Jen for the whole season, and you would be tied in record if, if uh, Jen lost and you won. So you kind of essentially have to beat Abby – and you also have to beat Jen this week. You're kind of playing against two people. Uh, that was what I was going to bring up as a weird scenario of two for both of those things to have to happen. It's just it's the, it's a dueling game. It's the game within the game, really. Exactly. So so you are playing Abby, uh, who is also four and eight. It's actually very interesting that the bottom uh, four people in the league are all playing each other, and then the top six are jumbled up playing each other. And so it has important connotations for the number two seed in the league, and then also the five and six seed in the league. So it does make a big difference um, how it goes. I, I don't think Annalisa is – it seems unlikely that Casey will pass Annalisa. So it's really – Annalisa's locked in at number one, but either Meg or Casey could be number two. 
and then sorry Casey or Meg whoever is not number two will be number three and then for sure Alex will be number four and there's just no uh, changing that but but as far as five six seven eight nine ten uh, it's pretty up in the air so yeah you are playing Abby she's four and eight you have a very healthy uh, point scored advantage on her on the season and I note looking at her starting lineup she currently has five people listed as questionable which is probably not what you want the last game of the regular season. And then she has three people on her bench questionable. So she has eight questionable people compared to your uh, questionable Jordan Reed, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. on the IR, and Leonard Fournette suspended. So you're healthier, right. uh, but you have some people who are definitely not playing as well. It's funny because there are some years where, say, uh, Meg Collins will hoard people who are uh, suspended or otherwise just bad blokes. And now it seems like Abby's hoarding people who are questionable. <laughs> Which is not really a winning strategy, probably. You want some certainties. Questionable it's, is like the the absolute dictionary definition of like lack of certainty. And that is not what you want uh, when you're trying to put together a competitive team. So that's, that's a drag. But uh, according to ESPN, which is always right, uh, Abby is favored by 0. 0.6 points, uh, 99.8 to 99.2. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, preview and and what do you think of your matchup? You know, honestly, I'm looking at this before, and I think I probably will pick up uh, maybe a different defense, uh, so I could change a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick up a uh, different defense, so I don't have the Chargers going against the Steelers, who do have a high-powered offense. Uh, so that will change a little bit, but I can't imagine it's going to be anything significant. I would like this to be a little more one-sided in my favor, if I'm gonna be quite honest. It doesn't. It makes me. Uh, nervous especially when you go against uh patrick mahomes as a quarterback so uh not feeling great about it it turns out he's very good uh he's averaging 27.2 points a week the number one quarterback and he has his lowest was 15.8 and other than that he has never scored less than 20 points on the season so he is that's the thing he's a sure thing he's going to get you know 250 yards and two touchdowns but he also has a chance to go off for like six touchdowns uh, granted, he hasn't done that recently. That was he really exploded at the beginning of the season, but still, I beg to differ. It is... He had exactly hmm. six touchdowns the last game he played against the L.A. Rams, Week Eleven. Okay, then I beg to <laughs> I uh, I stand corrected. He I sco- am wrong. He had thirty-five point nine fantasy points by our league scoring Week Eleven, and then he was on a bye last week, and he plays at Oakland this week. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Oakland is not very good this year. They're not good at football. I wish if they only they had a pass rusher, they'd be a little bit better on defense. But really can't get after the quarterback. Yeah, I, you would think maybe they should. Uh, if they get some asset, some really good pass rusher, they should probably hold on to that person and and make sure that they never let them go. That's what I would say. I hear they have a lot of first round draft picks now, so they should probably just try to parlay that into an established pass rusher. Absolutely, that would that would definitely make sense. Yeah. But when would they? When would a pass rusher ever get go on the market like that? You know, who's who's going to turn draft picks in? Be like, yeah, I want those first round picks for this All Pro uh, defensive end. Yeah, that that wouldn't happen. Uh, ridiculous. Let's let's move on to a different game. Speaking of uh, the Bears defense, you know who has the Bears defense? No, who? I do. <laughs> uh-huh. And they are very good. They're the number one defense. Uh, not that that makes as big a difference as having the number one quarterback. Uh, but my game versus Casey is obviously uh, has, has big playoff implications. Um, I have to win. Uh, if, essentially, if I lose, someone who is one game below me will 
win necessarily because all four four and eight teams are playing against each other and it is kind of likely that one of those teams will pass me in the tiebreaker so i really have to win there's no backing into the playoffs for me at this point i need to beat casey uh casey is nine and three as we said the number two team in the league we both have a very high projection this week as i said in my totally unbiased opinion my team is actually better than its record and its total points scored, which is an incredibly optimistic thing to say. But my team is pretty good right now, and 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 I have some playmakers ready to go, and I am favored slightly against Casey, one of the best teams in the league. Uh, the projection is 113.2 to 106.9, giving me uh, the, the edge. So I need I to win. That could change as well, though. Because uh, he's not playing M. Thielen. I know he's M. Thielen's still a little bit banged up. That don't know if he's going to go. But if he's full strength, you got to like that. And going to jump up his um, uh, points total. Josh Gordon, like I said, cold. Josh Gordon really hasn't done a whole lot. He's been big play dependent, so that could also boom or bust. So yeah, this one is closer than it reads right now. But uh, this still shapes up to be a high scoring affair. Yeah, he he does have Adam Thielen in his starting lineup. Uh, that they have him. Suppressed at 13.4 points for the week, probably because he's questionable. Um, I don't think the New England defense is probably scaring him too much. But uh, yeah, so they have him for 13.4. He's averaging 14.9 on the season, and he's only scored fewer than 13. He's had several games. We aren't a PPR league, so he actually has had several games where he hasn't scored uh, 13.4 at least. So maybe it's not that down of a of a of a projection, but. Uh, yeah, I have Cam Newton, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans. Thank you for the trade. You're welcome. Uh, and the Bears defense uh, and, and random other people. So I feel good about Cam, who I got in a trade. I feel good about Kareem. feel good about Devontae. feel good about Mike Evans. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, he's got Christian McCaffrey, who exploded last week, and Jen did not like that. Uh, he has Philip Lindsay, who he picked up midseason, obviously. He added him September 12th, so right at the beginning of the season. And Adam Thielen, Josh Gordon, Travis Kelsey. He has a very good team. I'm not going to, uh, you know, downplay it at all, but I, I hope to pull off the win. Phil- and here's the interesting thing. Go I was say Philip Lindsay is I, the poor I, man's James Conner, where he was a guy that no one really thought was going to get a whole run. Everyone thought Royce Freeman was going to be the guy. Heck, I thought he was going to be the guy. That's why I drafted Royce Freeman. And you can see he's no longer on my team because Philip Lindsay is just better at football. So that's a, that was his little gift for Casey. Yeah, well, and Casey needed it because he was the person who was on the losing end of the James Conner, you know, lottery that you won because Casey Johnson uh, drafted Le'Veon Bell first round, which was the logical pick at the time, even though he was going to be out for some amount of time at the beginning of the season. But no one really thought he was going to be out for the entire season. And so I've said it before and I'll say it again. We bag on Casey. But it is super impressive that he managed to be the second place team so far. Could could go as low as the third place team maybe uh, when his number one draft pick did not play a single game this whole season. That, so good job, Casey. That is true. Way to go nine and three. Very. Impressive. You know, sometimes you win the trades that you uh, make, and sometimes you win the trades that you don't make. I tried to trade Casey for Le'Veon Bell multiple times, and uh, he consistently said no. Uh, so thankfully, I won that trade. Yeah. And instead, you got an injured or suspended uh, Leonard Fournette. So, <laughs> so Casey, uh, obviously, he would like to win because he's a competitive guy and he wants to win. Uh, but also, he wants to win because if Meg Collins wins and Casey loses, 
she has a healthy advantage over him in points scored on the season, and she would jump him for uh, the second place spot in the league and would get a week one bye in the playoffs, and Casey would be the number three team and would uh, have to play the first week of the playoffs. So he has a lot to play for still. Um, but Meg Collins, unfortunately for her, is playing against Annalisa, uh, the number one team in the league. So it's really – that's that's the uh, – the, probably not the most important for the league standings match of the week, but it's certainly like the most powerful matchup of the week. Uh, Meg versus Annalisa, the the current number one versus number three. And uh, it's a very close projection, as you might expect from v- very good teams. Right now it has Annalisa favored 106.5 to 104.5. Do you have any thoughts on this important matchup? And has Meg talked to you about it at all? Um, this game would be like in real football if the um, Patriots are playing Colts in like week 17 where it doesn't really matter who wins you kind of want to win but really you just want to get through the game without getting anyone hurt that's what this game is I mean very small implications Meg obviously likes to win Unlisa has really nothing riding on it she should just bench all of her players keep them healthy and uh, give that win to Meg <laughs> Yeah, that's what I I, I think. Um, you know, Casey also should just let me win, obviously, right? But but again, he probably wants the buy, so it shouldn't happen. I guess it really just depends on who you're scared of in the playoffs. You can look at the the playoff projected seeding and see if you can manipulate your opponent for the first or second round when you're one of the people who are already comfortably into the playoffs. So there, there, um, but yeah, there is a scenario where you will play Casey in back to back weeks. Yes, if I beat Casey now mm-hmm. and Meg beats Annalisa then I would be um, – there's no – if I make the playoffs, I'm definitely the sixth seed because you or Jen in the playoffs would be ahead of me. There's essentially no scenario that neither of you are ahead of me in the playoffs. So I'm definitely going to be the sixth seed or out of the playoffs. So then I would definitely play the number three seed in the first week. So that would either be Casey or Meg Collins. And let me tell you, if I made the playoffs, my preference would be Casey. Again, no offense, Casey. But Meg has been like record breaking in her uh, scoring. On this yeah, season. I think so, you. I yeah. think you have to root for Meg Collins in that matchup. Exactly. I have like a vested interest in every game for sure. I have a, a, I, all I have to do is win to be in. But I have a lot of contingency plans. I could lose, but and almost definitely wouldn't be in. Uh, but definitely, I care about the seeding of the people ahead of me too. So yes, every game directly affects me. And also, obviously, Jen's game just affects uh, the, the, the mood and, and tenor of the household uh, no matter what. So, you know, I have to have to root for Jen as well. These games for you are becoming like a Monday night football game is any other given week where when you have fans, you're like, all right, I need player X to score a certain amount, but not too much because I don't want him to have too high a score because I've been playing for him and against him in this other league. But what I'd really like if my running back somehow threw a pass to this receiver for a garbage touchdown so I could just win that way. It's, it's becoming convoluted yeah, it of is like always scenarios. Funny. Yeah. It is, and also, remember I said I was going to brag a lot or, uh, you know, gloat. So I am in two other leagues, but I did so well in those two other leagues that the final week of the regular season doesn't matter at all. Uh, I'm locked into where I'm going to be either way. So... Um, fortunately my complicated preferences for who scores what points is only 
pertaining to the fancy league and not to my other two leagues because I'm definitely the number one seed in one league and I'm definitely the number three seed in the other league uh, and, and no matter what happens. So at least I don't have to split it like a hundred ways every game. Uh, I just have to split it like four or five. You're ways. so good at fancy football. I've heard that. I know. I keep telling everyone this. I'm not good in fancy. Fancy, I am by far the worst of any league that I am in. Uh, I always am like kind of in the middle or worse. So uh, I'm not actually good at fantasy football. And definitely this year has hammered that point home that it is super random because I am 11 and one in one league and I am five and seven in fancy. And I definitely care more about fancy than the league that I'm 11 and one in. So it, it nothing makes sense. Uh, is it, as are always. the scoring standards so different that uh, you just, your normal tactics don't play out well? Or you just, do you think that you were super unlucky in the fantasy, fantasy league compared to the other ones? Um, I think it's pretty, it's, it is definitely different. Um, it's actually the Charlie Yorty league that I am in that I, uh, am 11 and one. It is the, Toto Yordo. the main differences are it is a, yeah, it's a, it's a PPR league. So that makes a difference. And then there's the lineups are also different because it's, uh, it's a uh, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flexes, no tight end. Um, and it's PPR, but it's not like anything crazy. It's, but I, but in that league, a 12-team league, I have Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Philip Lindsay, Nick Chubb. That's a, so, yeah, that's a winning lineup right there. Yeah, so I did okay in that one. Um, but again, we're here for fancy, and I am not doing – I'm doing only okay in fancy, not good. Uh, so we have two matchups left to talk yeah. about. Let's, let's move on to Meg Murphy versus Gary. This one – has implications for me as well. There is, as I said, a a slight sliver of a possibility that I could make the playoffs if I lose. Uh, It would require uh, definitely at least either you or Jen to lose, and then either Meg Murphy has to lose or I have to gain 20 points on her. Uh, So it's... It's a very specific, but Meg is playing Gary. Gary is effectively eliminated because he's like behind by over a hundred points um, in the tiebreakers, so he can just play spoilers for Meg Murphy. Uh, currently, there's a pretty big gap. Uh, Gary is actually favored ninety-two point five to eighty-six point nine, and they, it's not based on injuries or suspensions. I guess they're just that's what the what the projection is. So that's what they think the actual um, score will be. So. If Gary were to win, that would help me as far as not having to worry about Meg in a tiebreaker because she currently has a lead on me. But uh, that is a, a very fringe scenario in which I don't have to also worry about you and Jen. I think that the most likely scenario is, is that uh, it'll be you and me and Jen. Two of those three will be the, the bottom two playoff teams. But again, it could be possibly Meg. It could be possibly Abby as well. There's a lot of stuff to play for. Exactly. Do you have any any thoughts on Meg Murphy versus Gary in in that uh, game that again has playoff implications? Uh, you know, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a uh, high scoring matchup. Uh, it's more of a slugfest. Uh, it looks, looking at these rosters, it looks that they've got a lot of boom and bust players. Not a lot of consistency. A lot of guys you can go off one day and then have an absolute stinker the next. So it could really, it could be an out-of-hand game or it could be neck-and-neck. I just double-checked. I just realized Meg has Todd Gurley on her bench. She did not put him in yet after his bye week. So that will definitely help her projection and uh, catapult her way above 
Gary in the projections. He is projected for 19.5 points, and currently her RB1 is Peyton Barber uh, with a 10.3 point projection, and her RB2 is Tariq Cohen with an 8.7 projection. So she's going to go up 11 points in her projection once she sets her lineup. Right, so that's definitely uh, going to put her so, in, uh, in a better position. So uh, that game, again, I kind of have to root for Gary or I have to just beat Meg by 20 points, which is not likely um, well, beta, we project, in a single week. Well, like you said, it's point spreads going to go up 11 points. But you're already uh, projected for a bonkers 116, which is not an unheard of score, but it's that's one of the higher projections I've ever seen because the projections tend to be conservative and a little down the middle. Um, so obviously you can get up to 140, 150 points, but that's when someone goes off and has a nutso day like, you know, Patrick Mahomes throws for six touchdowns. But to have a projected total of 116 is very, very high. So, I mean, there is a chance well, there that it. you could outscore by 20, but, yeah, you can't bank on that. Well, I, I can't believe I didn't even have to pay you to say that. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, we could have a Patrick Mahomes Kareem Hunt connection. He could receive a lot of touchdowns, and that would be good for me. Uh, that if Abby beat you and I scored a lot of points and beat Casey, so I I can root for that scenario for sure. I want to see. I want you to uh, type out the four scenarios or the top three scenarios that you were rooting for, and then uh, put those onto the WhatsApp chain just so I have these uh, committed to memory. Because so far it's getting a little complicated, and I was told there'd be no math. Yeah, it it is definitely complicated. And we've got the last one. Uh, the other most important as far as the playoff imp, imp, uh, impact is, which is Jen, uh, currently the five seed. And so she controls a lot of people's playoff fates. Um, she is playing against Alex, one of the top scoring teams in the league, currently the fourth ranked team. And uh, unfortunately for Jen, the big development of the week injury-wise is that uh, Melvin Gordon is out, and that was her number one running back by far. Uh, he's the number four running back in the league, scoring 18.9 points per week, and she does not have him for the pivotal last game of the season. Uh, but she still has Drew Brees, uh uh, and Rob Gronkowski, which has been extremely hot or cold. Jen going up against Alex. Alex has Alvin Kamara, Odell Beckham Jr., T.Y. Hilton. Uh, it, so right now, Alex is favored by 9.1 points, which is uh, not insignificant. What do you think about this matchup? I obviously know what your rooting interest is as well, uh, but but tell me what you think. Well, um Jen is, yeah, her running back situation is not great this week because, well, she does have Carlos Hyde with the aforementioned Leonard Fournette out, and I remember Carlos Hyde got traded to Jacksonville. Um, that's that's a nice position to be in, but then she also has Jordan Howard, and um, as any Bears fans know, is really hot and cold. They're just You never know what, what kind of version of the offense is going to get tried out each week. So he could have two touchdowns. He could also have one carry. You just don't know. So, yeah. Thankfully for her, uh, Gronk is back to being apparently 100% healthy. But uh, now I like uh, I like Alex's chance in this matchup with T.Y. Hilton, who's been going off. Adele Beckham Jr. is always nuts. And Alvin Kamara can't go wrong. I like his chances. Yeah, I unfortunately, I love Jen and I'm rooting for her, but it does look like she has an uphill battle. It was very unfortunate. Jen and I obviously were struggling and, and trying to stay or get into the playoffs and Jen and I alternated playing Alex and Casey the last two weeks of the season. 
which are you know two of the top four teams, and so we had to finish against very tough competition. And Jen, you know, as I said, overall she is on a three-game losing streak, and if and it would require this last loss to get knock her out of the playoffs. But if she ends the season on a four-game losing streak and and missing out on the playoffs, that would obviously be a very unsatisfying way to finish the season. And I'm hoping that she can pull off the victory, but it is a tough matchup for sure. Yeah, that is rough. Um, that's, that's not the way you want to draw things up. Yeah, man. So uh, what are your rooting scenarios? Uh, as I said, certainly if I win and you, and you win um, and Jen loses, then I guess – I would still be one game ahead of you. So I guess there is a scenario that I'd be the fifth place team, but uh, more likely if Jen wins, she'll, she'll stay where she is. And if I lose to Casey, then it's a a battle against uh, if you win, then you definitely pass me. If Meg wins, she could pass me. Abby in the, uh, you know, if she pulls off what is potentially an upset over you, then she could potentially pass me. So there's a lot of, a lot of things going on. What about you? Do you have any other, besides me and Jen, the people currently that are the only ones between you and the playoffs, do you have any other uh, strong rooting interests? Well, I, I always like looking at things that are a bit uh, out there, like the idea that uh, Big Murphy has by far and away the most points scored against her. So I think maybe she can break that record. That'd be interesting. Um, Casey has by far and away the, actually not by far and away, it's almost tied. Him and his wife have been uh, the same exact, um, almost same exact amount of points scored against them off by just point one point. So things like that, I, the more statistical anomalies, other than the fact that I just have to root against your entire household. Even I'm going to have to root against Lily too. I'm not sure if she has a team, but if she had a team, I want her to lose. <laughs> You're going to like egg our house this weekend, Yeah, probably. That's, that seems, sounds like something I would do. Well, um, I hope you lose. How's that? How's That's that? Good man? smack talk. How's it feel? That is, man, mm-hmm. you're coming in strong with that hot take. I know, I know. In the words of uh, any given Are you Sunday, in any other leagues? How's it going? Your smack is so fresh, dog, doing a pound. Exactly. Yeah. Other leagues, you ask me. Uh, I usually have my three leagues. There's my uh, bros from College League, and then there's the uh, Cowens Family League. Um, and I am struggling in the bros from College League. Again, uh, more of this um, hard luck. My teams are usually constructed reasonably the same because you kind of like the players, and then they tend to fall to certain places in the draft. Uh, that one's a little bit harder, too, because it's an auctional league. So it's all about team. Uh, balancing out your roster. But uh, a little bit of a struggle, but probably not going to make the playoffs in that one, even though I'm historically pretty good in it. But uh, no, I, I really have all my uh, eggs tied up in this fancy league for any sort of hope for dominance. Well, I I hope you can be satisfied, and yet I can't in good faith root for you because I have to root for Jen. Uh, how about this? How about I hope you win but also Jen and I win, so it doesn't matter. You still don't make the playoffs. Is that fair? Can I say uh, that? That would be like it's like ties like kissing your sister. But uh, sure, let's go with that. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's that's the scenario. Do you have anything else uh, you want to mention? Anything you want to plug? Seeing any good movies lately? Uh, what's going on in your life? How's how's everything? Uh, I think the only thing that I want to plug is my upcoming trip to Indianapolis for the everyone's favorite Northwestern Wildcats play in the Big Ten Championship game. So everyone saw that one coming at the beginning of the year. And there is a chance that if uh, we win this game against Ohio State, which you never know with Ohio State, they could uh, have one of those stinkers like they did against Purdue and almost had against Maryland. The uh, Northwestern Wildcats will be going back to the Rose Bowl for the first time in 22 years. 
Congratulations. Yeah, you guys did very well this year. Uh, as you are likely aware, USC did not and did not even qualify for any bowl. Uh, so that was a, a big disappointment. So I'm, I'm very, I'm genuinely happy for you that uh, Northwestern did very well, and I, I hope you have a fun time with it. Uh, you know, to be weird, I'm, I'm actually not all that looking forward to it. I was kind of pain in the butt, and I heard uh, that it's hard to get in and out of the stadium area because our hotel is a little bit more out of town. But um, yeah, this should be fun, and hopefully, I get to go out to LA. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. I don't awesome. know if you know this trivia. Say hi to Alex. The Northwestern Wildcats played the last time they were in the Rose Bowl, but uh, I think the answer might not surprise you. I actually remember it was before I cared about USC, but um, our our childhood friends, like my parents' friends, were big Northwestern supporters, and I remember when I was a youngin that that uh, Northwestern and USC played in the Rose Bowl, and it was a big deal. It was. It was uh, Keyshawn Johnson's uh, USC Trojans. So we got smacked down. And frankly, if we uh, do end up making the Rose Bowl, which is unlikely, we'll get smacked down by whoever wins the uh, Pac-12. So it doesn't really matter, but it'll be fun. I mean, the, I have been less invested this year because USC has sucked so hard. But my understanding is that the Pac-12 was not awesome this year. Uh, you know, even at the top, it wasn't amazing. So I would say my completely uninformed opinion is that if you make it, uh, you don't sell yourself short and you actually have a chance. It's, I'm not mistaken. It's either Washington or Utah because they're in the championship game. But, yeah, I don't like chances. We never we never exactly play well on those big stages. So, oh, well. All right. Well, I think that's about it for now then. Um, have fun with your game. Have fun with Fancy. Uh, have fun with the NFL. And uh, good luck, everyone, with your playoff dreams uh, everyone, unfortunately, except for Gary, I apologize. Uh, but yes, I, I had a good time, and I hope everyone enjoyed our extremely deep dive on the various scenarios for the playoffs. And uh, have a good week. And apologize to bye everybody. Bye. Oh, you can you can keep going. Oh, I you apologize to everyone who had to listen to me cough into the microphone and drink water continuing because my voice is going. But bye. Bye bye. <laughs>